We are the Pop Gorillas, and this is the month where we revisit four hybrid horror franchises, each one chosen by a different gorilla, to spoiler-free review their respective entries in less time than it takes to listen to a song. Scream 3 gets a bad rap, and although it's undoubtedly a stab back for the franchise when stacked against its predecessors, it still has enough moments of creativity to celebrate. The Woodsboro sets are immaculately recreated from the first Scream, and the callback stalk and slash scene is both cute and clever by design, and contains a genuinely effective jump scare. The lampshading metaness of the previously unknown Martha Meeks, and the last VHS testament of horror movie rule nerd Randy, is the kind of I don't give a fuck move I am totally down for. The voice changer tech upgrade adds a welcome additional twist to the game of red herring whodunit these films revel and excel in too, even if it means a diminished return for franchise MVP Roger the Voice Jackson. Aaron Kruger's script isn't anywhere near as cutting as Kevin Williamson's previous efforts, whilst the Hollywood critique wavers between unironically surface and uncomfortably misjudged. It's impossible to watch the Lance Henriksen as casting couch film producer John Milton seen in a post-MeToo climate now without a deep level of discomfort. Meanwhile, the killer reveal is actually pretty okay, and although it adheres to the dreaded retcon trope, it actually works without the kind of logic loopholes many other slasher franchises have fallen foul of. Truly though, the worst thing about this threequel, even more than the evidential hasty script rewrites, Sydney-shaped absence for large swathes of the runtime, and the toned-down scares in favour of the aforementioned satirical swipes, as many others have mentioned, is the sheer range of offensive haircuts on show throughout. You have to ask, did the cast lose a bet with Wes Craven or something? Of course, Courtney Cox comes off worst, but Nev Campbell sports a shocker too, as does Emily Mortimer and Parker Posey. Just what was going on in makeup and hairstyling? How you consider the cameos and celebrity name dropping will depend on your level of tolerance for that kind of nudge nudge wink wink meta movie making. It worked in two, but its increase here feels forced and mostly takes me out of the movie. Especially the totally out of canon appearance by studio touring Jay and Silent Bob. What's the official word? Does their appearance here mean the Scream franchise exists within the viewer's universe, or vice versa? Ultimately, it's a far cry from the horror comedy balanced perfection of the original, but in the pantheon of horror franchise sequels in existence, Scream 3 is more than passable and perfectly watchable. Where it stands in the five strong film franchise can be decided in another two days' time. After Dan has covered Scream 4, and Maria takes us home by covering Scream, or Five Cream, or Scream 5. To hear those reviews and many more, make sure you subscribe, because in two days time, once we finish these horror franchises and you don't get us once a day, you never know when the pop grillers will strike next. <laughs>